0: Weirdo bookworms, unite. We want to share our love of genre fiction with you. Some readers out there may look down on you for your love of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy, but not us. So stop by as we discuss what we've been reading. Hi, genre junkies. I'm Sandra. And I'm Amanda. Wait, whoa, wait, what? (laughs) Special guest, Amanda is back? It's been so long. It has been. It's been a long sojourn. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Um, So Scott is here. Hi, <laughs> hi. hi, Scott. Um, but he did not read this book <laughs> he <didn't> read it. <laughs> very deliberately. We are doing a Scott free episode. Well, Scott light episode. A Scott light episode. You're right. For the darkest part of the forest by Holly Black. Holly Black. So this is kind of a little bit of a support group because when this episode goes live. We are all going to be able to read the last in the trilogy of The Folk of Air by Holly Talk Black. Talk to me. This is good. Which is the Queen of Air Nothing, and we're all gonna die. Which, by the way, that title—I mean, come on, amazing! Come on, amazing! This author is so good at titles. Oh my god, so good. she's good at everything. Yeah, everything. so we're all gonna die because we're gonna read this book, and she's kind of like said and hinted that she's not done with like the folk of air er world, but obviously these characters are gonna be like yeah, not you, the late characters. Have and to I conclude a story, that's the point of telling a story. Yeah, but how are we gonna live? I. I tr- I don't know what that reality looks like. I mean, it was bad enough that we had to say goodbye to Three Dark crones. Crowns? Three Dark crones. Oh my God, that's a great spinoff. Oh my God, Three Dark Crowns. I'm left getting a lot of fanfic vibes. <laughs> but no, Three Dark Crowns. We had to say goodbye to that. Yeah, but you have to, though. I know. You have to let things end. exist and, and be beautifully perfect the way they are. Yeah, it things should end, yeah. but it still is painful. It's I mean, it hurts every day. So we decided to kind of go back and read an older Holly Black book, which is a standalone, Mm -hmm. called The Darkest Part of the Forest. Um, So this is, like, gonna help us all get through the end of the Folk of Air. Yeah. It's It's a support drug. It's a support drug. It's a support group. Talking about The actual Queen of Fairy Holly Black. She's amazing. I bow uh, down. Yeah. I bow down. We've done... Homage. ...an episode where we talked about the books that have come out so far in the Folk of Air. That's a while back. You can definitely find that and listen to that episode. First half is spoiler-free, as always. Uh, First half of this is going to be spoiler-free, too, of course. Um, But before we start talking about the darkest part of the forest... Let's talk about some genre things we've been enjoying Amanda. oh oh hey we haven't seen you in a long time no and I mean uh, as opposed to going through months <laughs> of what you've been enjoying what's something lately genre junkies adjacent? Okay, so this is not new. I was a little bit late to the party on this, but so there are these things called audible originals? I've heard of them Yes, okay um I've tried one out of one and I think they're fantastic) <laughs> Um, But this one's called Heads Will Roll. This is a thing. Yeah, it's uh, Kate McKinnon and Emily Lynn. um, They're sisters, which is obviously dear to my heart. Yeah, because we're sisters. Because we're sisters. We're sisters. We're sisters. Um, But anyway, so this is hilarious. It's a little runchy, folks. Don't don't play it necessarily around the kids. But... um, It's fine. But for any, you know, normal thinking, feeling adult... (laughs) It's a delight. I, I can't even really genre it, but it, but it is genre. It's it, like fantasy comedy. Yeah, it's fantasy comedy. It's very, um, oh, one of my things, like anachronistic. It's it. Don't worry about it not being really medieval because it's a fantasy realm, so anything goes. Um, you, you got your Tim Guns in there. I love him. You love him. He's got you got your Meryl Streep's. You got just a whole host of. Excellent comedians um, in this entire... Th- it's it's definitely worth a listen if you like to laugh or feel joy. I do like those things. Yeah, yeah. If, if you feel those, then listen to this. Heads will roll. Audible original. I love this. And I love that this is a thing they're doing. And it's going to get so many people into reading, I think, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So... In the past, Amanda's been on here when we've had Star Wars episodes. Star Wars. And she, oh my God, Star Wars. as of airtime, has not watched Don't, ugh, The Mandalorian yet. You're letting the people know man. I outed you. But Ow. here's the thing. She's going to love it. You're going to love it. Scott and I love it. It's amazing. And it's all I want to watch every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> So, not to oversell. Not to oversell, but the hype. But if is you real. don't watch it again right now, you're just going to die. I'm just going to curl up into a ball and take a depression nap, which is nothing new. Hey, Scott, how about you? Anything to share? Mandalorian. Well, Scott also. Also endorses the Mandalorian. Yeah, he also fully endorses the Mandalorian. For sure, and two thumbs way yeah. up. I'm and we need to do a, a Star Wars episode. We're we're really behind. What, you want to be on it? Uh, yeah. You want to be on the Star Wars episode? Yes, please. <laughs> all right, but for now, we're going to talk about fairies. fairies, fairies, fairies. But not like they're not pretty kind. Although they're beautiful. That's they're the, not delicate. No, not all of them. Some no? of them. <laughs> the darkest part of the forest by Holly Black. I'm going to give you all a little synopsis here. In the woods is a glass coffin, and in it sleeps a boy with horns on his head and ears as pointed as knives. Hazel and her brother, Ben, live in Fairfold, where humans and the folk exist side by side. Since they were children, Hazel and Ben have been telling each other stories about the boy in the glass coffin, that he is a prince and they are valiant knights. But as Hazel grows up, she puts aside those stories. Hazel knows the horned boy will never wake until one day he does. So as always, the first half of this episode is going to be spoiler free. So we're just going to kind of talk about it in general terms. Okay. Manna, what did you think of The Darkest Part of the Forest? Um, Well, I mean, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I loved it from moment one. Um. I actually felt like the way that Holly Black painted these characters, they all feel very real. Yes. They're all imperfect, which I love, I love, I love that. We're big fans of that here at John or Junkies. Yeah, like, I, I like to see a whole person. Um, it doesn't mean that they're bad or anything like that. It just means that there's there's flaws to them. And then there's, like, room for them to grow, which is the whole point of reading a story, in my opinion. I love that she does that. Um, I love the setting of it. I love, it It, it takes you, like, a second. And, like as soon as she kind of reveals, this is within the first few pages, um, everybody in Fairfold completely knows and acknowledges that fairies are absolutely real. Yeah, they have for like generations. Right. But, but they exist sort of within our modern today world that says, of course, that's not true. But they just kind of, just kind of yeah. exist with that reality. And I love that. It's this crazy, quirky idea that they know it's all factual. Yeah. Um, they, even if they don't talk about it and they don't acknowledge it in everyday life, they all like walk around with charms in their pockets and knowing, hey, you don't go into, for example, the darkest part of the forest at night. Right. Or really any part of the forest. <laughs> any part of the forest, really. You never go there alone. And there's like things they're saying. So it just feels very old-worldy in just a really delicious way. Oh my god, I 100% agree absolutely love this book i'm a sucker for anything set in a forest <laughs> especially a dark forest and i'm a sucker for anything holly black does forever and always yeah, apparently me too yeah we love love her um <laughs> we're like hi welcome to the church of holly black holly- also yeah can, can i just say that she is so good at naming characters she's Shit. so good at it our our main gal in this one that's hazel yeah i love that hazel I freaking love that name! Yeah, it evokes something. She's great at writing characters. She's great at um, writing female characters. Uh-huh. And this book has something that I know you and I both love and crave in our genre fiction, which is diversity. Diversity. <laughs> uh, ben is bringing it on. Yeah. He's just, he's That's great. her brother. That's ben. her brother. Mm-hmm. And it's not a thing. Yeah, I love it's not a plot point. It's its, nope. it's, it's just, important to his character, of course. Yeah. Um, but, but it's not a device. It's not anything tricky or like using him and it feels dirty. Yeah, yeah. That's where it starts to feel kind of icky. Like, what really... Really? Yeah. 2019. I mean, this was whatever, 2016 or something when this came out. Yeah. But who cares? Yeah, exactly. It just shows that she's like, this is who I am, and this is how I write my characters, and yeah. I'm never going to use them bad like that. For and, sure. um, His best friend, Jack, Jack. is not white. He's a person of color. Uh And it's also just so wonderful and refreshing. And it just is what it is. It is. It's just nice to fold things in there where it's like, oh, these are actual people I could know. (laughs) But Jack is a changeling. Well, yeah, I don't know many changelings. Well, I don't know any admitted changelings. I don't know any admitted changelings. Uh, But that's fine i would also be fine with anybody being a changeling if or if you a are a changeling this is a safe space for you <laughs> just be the best changeling you can be um anyway so aside from all that stuff we love about holly black i mean dare we even say our experience score because i feel like mine's gonna be kind of obvi yeah, me too a it's little bit. It, it, it's obsession it's, obsession, it's though, obsession but it's obsession yeah um this book is a page turner like yeah that's not our score. No, <laughs> that is what. It that is. is too low. <laughs> it's too low on your on your scale. But yeah, no. It I it I just I like ate this book up. <laughs> yeah, it's not a super long book. It's less than four hundred pages. But it's like one of those that if you are not careful, you would probably read in like two sittings. Like because you're not going to be. I'm going to reveal this. I wasn't careful. You weren't careful. I read it in two settings. Really? <laughs> two oh, my God. Did you yeah. stay up into the, yes. the wee hours? Way, way late. <gasps> way, way late. Far past my bedtime. Yeah. Absolutely. I was reading. Um, no, it was, it was delightful to the point where I kind of was like, oh, I have to go back and read that again because yeah. <laughs> I need to be able to talk about all the specific points. Sometimes books just hit you that way where you're like, I just need to like be in this world. Did you read it again? read parts of it again oh my gosh like a back-to-backer yeah yeah for sure for sure so manda this is not your first foray into holly black nor is it mine as we've indicated Mm -hmm. and holly black is not afraid to get dark and we've talked about that before she really traipses into dark fantasy territory um more so in the folk of air trilogy but in this one too and as a scaredy cat Mm -hmm. how were you with the scary stuff in this book um as a card carrying scaredy cat i just wanted to say that this is a very scaredy cat friendly um actually the majority of the book as opposed to the folk of air trilogy or, or well the first two books of the folk of air trilogy and the novella <laughs> yeah and the novella um this one takes place so much more in the mortal realm that yeah there's yeah i mean there's spooky creepy things happening there's a there's a bit of a monster comes in there um but it's not it's not scary right it's spooky creepy funness but it's it's there's nothing in there that's really going to I don't know. For me, it didn't trigger any of my, my goodness. Like, couldn't sleep. Yeah, exactly. Which which I get very easily. So there's none of that. It's more of a mood thing. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, fair enough. Just wanted to put it out there for the Scaredy Cat listeners in the audience. Yeah, I, I we appreciate it. We've talked at length about how Holly Black writes Faye and how she does this really wonderful <sighs> job. I, I mean, it's so it's so hard to like not overhype her and gush, but I don't care because it it is. She is that good. But she writes these characters that are like, she'll have these beautiful, what we kind of think of as like elven humanoid characters. Mm-hmm. And then she'll also have what's basically a small piece of bark that walks around and plays tricks <laughs> on people and like makes your milk go sour. Oh, the milk. <laughs> that was tragedy. That was gross. And she also has like big hairy troll creatures and, like, everything in between. And it's so... Wonderful! It is wonderful because they it, all play together so well. Exactly, and I think part of that is the fact that none of her characters are only one thing. Which is back to what I was kind of talking about at the beginning. When the, that's where it feels real. Like these these characters feel like someone you could meet. Because yeah, okay, epically beautiful. You know, cheekbones that could cut glass. Whatever the thing is. But <laughs> ears then, like in this case, and, and ears. Yeah, uh, ears like knives. Oh, so cool. so cool. So cool. So cool. Um, but then then it's like the behavior isn't what you did expect the person to be right. elven or otherwise. Actually, in this book, I think she refers to them as elves quite often. Yeah, she does, actually. Yeah, she uh, she doesn't do that much at all in the Folk of Error books. Um, in fact, I, th- I think the only time they're referred to as elves is when somebody from completely outside the story ends up going into sort of the world of fairy and and trying to make sense of it says, so these elves that are walking around, right, they're right, they're real. Right. Like, yeah, that's like the only time she does it. But this time, um, I think she refers to them as elves pretty liberally. Yeah. And I don't know if this is just kind of an older Holly Black style thing. Yeah. Or uh, whatever. She was just trying to evoke. Or by the time she got to Folk of Air, she's like, ah, they get it. <laughs> they get it. Everybody get gets it. it. Um, I love things set contemporarily next to Fairy, like we talked about with yeah. this. It's also really fun how like it's kind of a tourist trap town because people like to come see the boy. They probably think he's a wax figure. He's kinda like a giant ball of yarn. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's just like a sideshow kind of thing. But like, um it um like, it makes me think of, like, how Salem, Massachusetts would be, like, where it's, you know, like, you can get your tchotchkes and your souvenirs and your trinkets all kind of, like, centered around this sure. fairy thing. Um, I don't know. It's very cute, very clever. I refuse to believe that Fairfold does not exist. Well, that's because it does does exist it does exist it's a for real thing yeah um but yeah but but that also makes sense that there would be people coming from far and wide and then they will reconcile in their own brains whatever they need to um to you know convince themselves that their world story their narrative is still true like yeah it's a wax figure whatever that's exactly what we would do as people if there was an actual real life elven creature in like a magical coma (laughs) in like a super spectacular glass coffin we would all be like, uh, is probably animatronic Yeah, I mean He's uh, yeah. probably whatever Yeah, he's just, hes again, he's like the giant ball of yarn or something yeah. He's just a thing Just an attraction Just an attraction um, Amanda, though we worship Holly Black, mm-hmm. clearly God. We should try to be objective And what would you give the appeal? Uh, I would, um, I think maybe broad? Is that? Yeah Is that right? <laughs> well, it's your opinion is It's it not right? a graded question Did I get it right? <laughs> Is this gonna be edited? Um, no, I think abroad. Um, I think it would it would be appealing to anybody who even kind of likes fantasy stories. Because I mean, if, if you don't like fantasy very yeah. much, then you're not gonna really get what's to be gotten out of this. Um, but if you're like, even uh, okay with fantasy, like, hey, yeah, I did see that Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> then yeah, and, and I liked it. Like, absolutely, you're gonna like this. I agree. This is probably a good gateway drug for people. I mean, if you're already into fantasy, I think you're just going to have like a lot of fun with this book in this world. Um, If you're new to Holly Black, it's probably a good place to start. We started with The Folk of Air, and clearly we're kind of tracing our way backwards now. But um, it's, you know, widely stated that this book is good coldest girl in cold town is good and then the folk of air trilogy and she has some other the other trilogy that people aren't like as crazy about it's that other one with like tithe and stuff in it we haven't read it no we haven't so i i can't speak i mean but here's the thing i think at this point we're so washed in the holly black blood (laughs) that we're gonna love it and we'll just love it more or less than our other things i I anticipate loving it real quick before we jump to spoilers um because you are my sibling Mm -hmm. i would like to talk about the sibling Bond in this book Just a little bit I found it to be Very true I, I did too I found it to be Very realistic I assume she Must have a sibling Holly I, Black Yeah She must she Because must. she gets it Like it's you And the other person And the world Even when you're not Completely 100% On the same page About things Yeah um, That part doesn't Really matter no. It's sort of like That's like a It's a bond That you can't cut Even if siblings Stop talking to each other For whatever reason Like it's still Always there Right It's the It's the longest relationship you'll ever have in your life yes you know parents go before you do generally speaking um uh, other loved ones that come and go in your life come and go in your life yeah the one thing that is absolutely true is like if you grow up with a sister or a brother or whatever you're going to have that relationship until you die (laughs) until until you die And, and there's something about that that's so truthful and so indelible and she just captures that in a a totally lovely way actually if this isn't spoilery one more question before the spoiler section for you who was your favorite character in this book um ultimately jack is my favorite character in this book okay but i mean it's that's changing. not to yeah that's not to uh deter <laughs> anything or to make anybody think anything else about ben all the was other my characters favorite character. ben was fantastic um there was something that ben does that really reminded me of myself which was he's very sarcastic and he is Constantly making jokes under stressful situations. That's true. (laughs) It is so me. Like I make jokes about everything, sad, stressful, not, but like especially like there's some times where it's like not the time for a joke. And like he just slides one in there. And I was like, oh my gosh, Ben, you and I are cut from the same beautiful um fairy woven cloth. (laughs) If you do say so yourself. And you're a lot like Jack because you're a changeling. We're not supposed to talk about that. We're not supposed to talk talk about about that. that. Well, then I guess we better take a quick break, go to the spoilers section, and we'll be back. Enjoying the show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at GenreJunkies. And don't forget to visit the website, genrejunkies.com. Welcome back to the spoiler section. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, so he wakes up. He wakes severin wakes up. How, how does that unfold, Sandra? Uh, beautifully. <laughs> does it does it? Well, it does. That's kind of like the big thing that takes uh you know until almost the end of the book to reveal. yeah, it's like at maybe like chapter three or something like that, they realize that the boy's not in the glass coffin anymore. right and that's a big deal. Yeah. but I mean how he got out and why he's out and who sprung him out. Mm-hmm. Hazel. But Hazel, though. So... We all love how the Faye twist things. Yeah. And when it's revealed <laughs> that she's been living a double life. Can I just say I freaking love the slow reveals that Holly Black does in this book. So smart. She does it so nicely and I'm 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 really good at like seeing the plot twists Same. before they get. Yeah, I know you Same. are too. It's Cuz like, we watched a lot of BBC yeah. mysteries. Thanks mystery mom, thanks up. grandma. Yep. Yeah, thank you both. Yep. Um but I actually didn't see the final twist in this knot <laughs> uh, coming at all. Well, it was one of those things where you're running out of characters that it can be yeah you're like who else is like who else can be like also brought in at this point in the book you know yeah when you're like well i thought maybe it was this person maybe it was severin maybe you know yeah no no when it once it turns out like oh it's, it's her. her yeah i <laughs> um, was so satisfied, and the devastation of that she's been magicked away in the night so there's this grand reveal that for the past five years because of the deal she made she her her jest that she made. She is magicked away every night to be a night with a K (laughs) in the older king's service and she's done horrible things yeah because she you know kind of had to I mean he's an evil fairy king yeah so anything that's kind of done in his name is bad well I mean but she like clearly doesn't really have a choice like she like she's like no she's 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 beholden to him yeah oh we didn't talk about that the fact that as it is revealed the reason that she is beholden to him and has to uh, keep serving him is because she made a deal with with him right in order to get her brother Ben into this fancy fancy musical school i think in Philadelphia yeah and she does selfishly admit it was for herself too. It was absolutely it was because um, again back to but just a backfill for anybody yeah. who's listening to this for the first time and hasn't read the book right. for some reasons listening um, that he was blessed slash cursed yeah. when he was a little baby boy yeah um, because uh, mom for some reason <laughs> in her stupor uh, took him and she's like pregnant with Hazel and has got her little little baby boy and takes them out to. Dark part of the forest and lays him out on a blanket and lets him kind of do his like baby thing while she's painting stuff. Yeah, and uh, a fairy lady appears and she's like, "Oh, let me paint you." And lady's like, "Nah, nah, paint this other thing." She's, like, "Nah, nah," I'll and the then picture. she does. I give me the picture, and she's like, "I." And so then she paints the lady, and it's of course beautiful and fantastic. And so she gives it to the fairy lady, and fairy lady's like, "Oh, in repayment of you giving me this fantastic picture of me, I am going to give." your child this ability to create excellent music that'll like bewitch yeah, everyone like, yeah he's like he will be drawn to it he will absolutely have to do it whether he wants to or not yeah and at least at that point mom's like whoa, whoa 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 it's such a fairy thing to do to give you this gift that's like not really a gift but in their weird way they think it's a gift um i love when hazel ran into her at the revel too me and too. she's like didn't you draw me and she's like that was my mom and she's like oh my gosh it's it been that long? Like they just don't think like, about yeah. time the same it's, way we yeah. do. Yeah. Mortal time is not not their time. That was fun. Oh my gosh. The Revel Under the Hill. Oh, that was good. That was um that evoked for me some uh, uh oh, um sarah J. moss sarah J. moss they, i didn't know I, I was almost gonna say her name wrong um some some serious vibes that's my some favorite part vibes. of Akawar war is yeah. definitely under the hill yeah with that evil lady i love her uh the alder king not a nice guy no no um Definitely. Um, he's got a through line. He's yeah. he's very uh, true to his objectives. It's <laughs> very true to his objectives. So one thing that um I really, really loved about this, and I can see a lot of people being critical about it, but just bear with me on this because I think you might be on the same page as me, is the fact that when they were like nine, ten years old her and her brother killed fairies because isn't that like something we would do like if we were in this world we would have done that we did do that we did do that we did do that i mean like 100 percent. he's playing the music and she lops off the head Heck yeah which one would do which um i feel like for us we would swap we would swap. Okay. We would swap because I can see us both doing the lopping. Because for you, it That's wouldn't be. Me too. I was like, yeah. neither of us are going to sit passively by and be like, pan flute, pan flute, <laughs> and watch the other one do it. We'll be like, give me the sword. I want to turn. Yeah, but at the same time, if we were if we were doing it, you know, equally as often, yeah, I can and I can see either of us doing it. We did have a different upbringing. <laughs> Hazel and Ben. But we... find how much, though? Right? We didn't have a very white picket fence suburban upbringing. Nah. So, like, no. So I can see us escaping into the freaking woods and, like, let's kill fairies now. And that's fine. I ab- Only absolutely our, agree. Our cousin uh, Shannon uh, would have been, been there, though. Us. That's exactly the yeah. first thing I was yeah. say, like, but... Oh, maybe. Well, no, because she would have wanted a lop too. I don't know. If we just all three played it, it yeah, we just take take turns. Maybe one of them, one of us could have been like, all, hey, fairy. Or no, look this way. And then somebody else is playing. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, basically be the grifter yeah and then you got your pan flute player and then you got the assassin swooping at the end like and we'll all take a turn yeah um no that's perfect i'm so glad you agree because it's just something strange children in strange upbringings would do (laughs) and at home if you're listening and you're like same like just know you're among friends i know there are many people being like same 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 yeah um let's talk a little bit more about my favorite character ben (laughs) So, let me tell you about ben though so i the love thing the thing about ben is the thing about ben i love the journey that ben goes on and i love him and severin's relationship me too um well and this is kind of tied into talking about severin too is severin's very complicated character because he's an immortal prince and he's been through a lot but um he's seen some things i love there's two real conversations when, that happen especially kind of at the climactic ending when severin tells him i i've loved you since like the third time you ever talked to me because i love how you talked to me like and you would pause for me and i just have loved you for so long yeah that part felt very oh my gosh it, it just hit really broke my heart yeah it was lovely because like yeah in I, 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 and, you know, most most of the fantasy books that I'm going to read, I know, are, are going to be um, kind of cis, <laughs> kind of, yeah. um you know, heteronormative. Sure. And so you can absolutely see in your mind the version of the book where it's our girl Hazel and Severn saying it to her. Even Ben thinks that. Even Ben thinks that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I love that it's just so, it's so delightfully fantasy fulfilled. Yeah. That it's, you know, it's... Uh, and I love too. I, just, that I love it so much. He loves Ben, and just like, we don't know who Severin's been with <laughs> in the past. We don't know how he orientates himself, if people in Fairy even really do that. I mean, if some people are walking around as mostly tree, it doesn't <laughs> seem to me like Like you'd be really hung up yeah, on it's gender. It's like, what? I don't know. Yeah. We have other things to worry we about. We have other things to worry about. And we're alive forever. Yeah. And that's kind of like how Anne Rice writes vampires that I love too, is that you just, you just love who you love. And I like the reasons he likes Ben. I like, you know, that he's seen all these ugly, embarrassing sides of Ben and he still loves him. Yeah. It's so sweet. For all and the reasons that you love Ben. Yeah. And I like that he's a rich, complicated, funny, sweet, occasionally scared. And maybe you might say cowardly, like individual, like, cause that's what people are. Yes. Um, yeah. That he, he loves him for all that richness that he is. Um, I, there's that part too, where it's like, you know, Hazel's been carrying around this whole thing that happened with Kareem. Mm-hmm. All those years ago. And Ben's like, he's fine! Isn't it Kareem? Am I wrong? Kareem I've usually seen spelled with a K-A. Oh, okay. Well, so, Let's say B- Ben's first boy. Kareem or Karam. I didn't look up in a, yeah, a like, pronunciation uh, on it. And it's not spelled the way I've seen Kareem spelled, but We'll say Kareem You can say whatever you want It's fine Um, But he's like Hazel He's fine He's out We're friends on Facebook He's a It's a Yeah like she's been Carrying this whole Like the reason That she's like Has to kiss these boys And have like Very shallow relationships With all of them She ruins people Or Yeah yeah. like she's got This whole And and that also feels Very real Because it's once You find out Something about yourself That you thought Was absolutely true And it's like No actually You're like You're a bad storyteller When it comes to This part of your life And I like that um, She likes that she discovered flirting and that that was like a source of like something that works for her. yeah because i think that does happen to people absolutely yes. yeah. and there's nothing you know on paper wrong with that and i mean she she wasn't out to hurt people or crush people or anything mm-hmm. like that but no but yeah because once it's revealed that like dude hazel you're fine It's all fine. Everything's fine here now. Um, I I love a really good uh, use of an unreliable narrator. Of course. You know, I so love to that. So does Scott. Yeah. I just, when, yeah, when it's believable when you look back at it. Yeah. And you listen to kind of the story as told just in your head of what that person was saying about themselves the whole time. And when it's believable to be like, oh, actually, now that you know the truth, I see why you thought that. Yeah. That's but not what's up. But it's not what's up or it's not the whole story. Right. I love that. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh Let's talk about your favorite character, which would be Jack. Jack. So kind of Jack and Hazel and their relationship. Yeah. Um, How often do you really get to see a a changeling... <laughs> uh, it, it represented in story Not very They're yeah. usually a Kind of villain Yeah Generally speaking It's, it's love, a negative thing And they're I always love, trying To get back the real version Of the person I love that His adoptive mom Slash Carter's mom She was not gonna Give him up Nope She was not She was like Standing her ground She figured out like Oh they changed up my baby I'm going to employ Everything I know To be true About how to fix The situation And call her She gets all these Like women together Right And they get This whole situation ceremony thing happening and she puts like a white hot ember to the baby's shoulder which is horrible but calls back the fairy mom of yeah. this thing and she's like oh here's your baby you know like can I just have mine back the lady's she's like, like no she's like no anybody like, you can't have him anybody that does that to their kid no you don't get him kind of like a King Solomon thing yeah she's like nope nope I'm keeping them both yeah and you know what you did and you know what you did exactly and then it's this wonderful reveal that he has actually been in touch with that part of his life he couldn't yes. help yes he well, could because, not he was again, compelled. unreliable narrator because hazel doesn't know the whole story ben knows him better ben is his actual best friend yeah like he knows they've revealed to each other how weird it is to have like fairy magic in the real world because right. they both have it yeah um and it turns out like yeah no actually for the past two three years he's been going to fairy at least once a month for, at the, least for yeah, the full, for the moon, the full moon revel um he knows his birth mother he does and he knows how to kind of speak fairy speak because it turns out he's just freaking fairy yeah he's doing what he can out here in the quote-unquote real world yeah um but it's a so it's a sojourn again that kind of brings me a little bit to the end of the book which i was very very happy with the conclusion of this book Me too. i am happy that jack is going to live his human life for as long as he has it yeah And that's a stipulation that he has, too, to his fairy mom once we get through all the stuff and get there. He's like, let me have this. Yeah. Let me have these six decades or whatever it is. But these people I love. Yeah. And let me... the yeah. normal stuff have the the full human experience because this is the only opportunity I will ever get to have it, and I want it. And then, and then, like obviously, he's gonna go back to fairy. Though I think he might be one of those creatures that spends time in both worlds, even after For like sure. Hazel and Ben and everybody are gone, because he just seems like but you know, like and he will be gone. Will they though? Because it's revealed at some point in here that this is the same universe as the Folk of Air, yeah. And it says in the Folk of Air, yeah, that if uh, mortals are living in Fairyland, Elfame or whatever, yeah, um, that they they they'll you know grow to maturity, but they never age after that. They don't grow old as long as they're there. It's true, but um, yeah. So I th- and if Ben if Ben has clearly decided to be there, and it's not to say that he won't ever come back, and maybe at some point he'll decide to, yeah. Um, uh, but it seems that he's gonna be with Severin for the rest of his life. It seems it seems like they're gonna be doing that, but I, I was mostly happy that not only is Ben going to be with the person he loves and who loves him but that he's there to understand his gift yeah because he he is special just there for something yeah yeah no no exactly and that's what makes it much more interesting and and makes him a more believable and uh you know realistic character like yeah he has this thing on him this uh blessing curse that's yeah he's been shouldered with his entire life yeah and it's extremely powerful and he has no idea how to use it not really last but not least one thing i want to touch on is sorrow and severin another great sibling relationship yes i loved sorrow's whole backstory yeah because it's sorrel right was her was her name originally that was his sister and then she and johan yeah and uh then she um got a broken heart yeah from a stupid human. From stupid human because he was being stupid and human and um in kind of like a seventeen oh one sort of way. I guess <laughs> I guess it was normal-ish then. Right. Um uh, for him to be like basically just very abusive. Yeah. That's true. We said it before on this show in Genre Junkies, though we love history, it was not good to be a woman or a person of color. So don't romanticize no, it. No, <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't pick it again. No. You wouldn't. No, that's no place for a woman. No. Nope. <laughs> Um, but so but she was in love with Johan. She was in love and wanted to just be with the people because she was actually like a super champion of mortals anyway. Like she loved people and makes sense then that she would fall in love with a mortal. Yeah. And so she went to go and live mortal life and it wasn't really going so well. And yeah, Johan her, po- her pops is like, <clears throat> you make her cry three times. It's all done. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I'll, I'll never make a cry. Right. I'll never make a cry, Daddy. Big Daddy. <laughs> never make a cry, Big Daddy, because this is Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, but then he does. And so uh, Big Daddy Alder King um, is like, Oh, I'm going to take you and I'm going to have my son kill you, which is exactly what he did. So Severin killed him. If he's a good brother like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got to do. And then uh, Sorrel then becomes like completely inconsolable like her heart is busted into a thousand pieces fairies love differently they do love differently. And so her grief becomes like real and and is manifested in her turning into the swamp monster. <laughs> yeah, a, a swampy tree monster. <laughs> swampy tree monster who, like a dementor in Harry Potter, sucks the joy and any will to live out of the people yeah. that she comes around. Like she's just walking around in this cloud of deprivation. But she's also a tree, so it's more awesome. Yeah, so she's sort of, I guess she's she's crawling long? what do trees do what do moving uh, trees it's do It's kind of like a root it's like a it's it's a creep she creeps <laughs> she creeps though Yeah uh yeah so anyway so she keep creep keeping she, keep, through keeping it creeping through yeah. the world and she gets kind of out of fairyland and out of the, can I say it, the darkest part of the forest? UK, that's where she, she lives. That's where she, that's where she lives. And so she gets out and she's like just causing havoc. And she's making people go into like comatose states and with like weird green stuff coming out of their mouths, like it's vines. It's kind of like stuff. a moss and a vine. So yeah. It's so gross. Yeah. And like the all the walls like split and they start like emitting moss. I love that it. That was great. Just visually, the whole thing is very cinematic whenever sorrow's around because that's the name that she then ends up taking. On is right. is sorrow. Um I love too that at the end she hasn't changed back to pretty fairy princess. Nope, she's still tree monster, but, but she d- is a dancing but- tree monster. <laughs> And why is she the dancing happy tree monster? Why? Because of Ben. Because of Ben. Because Ben sang her with his magical blessed cursed gift of music, sang her back to herself, which sounds incredibly cheesy when I say it. But But it's not cheesy when it happens. It's not. He takes her through the stages of grief in a way that nobody else has. Like she's sort of frozen in this uh, torment in her own mind. And he takes her all the way through it, through the five stages of grief, basically, to the point where she can then sort of kind of begin to heal. Yeah. And I like that that's, that's the point. That's the pause point on her story at yeah. the end of it. That part I love, and who knows what could happen to her? I actually feel very much like this. The story is begging for a sequel. Yeah, like nothing is completely finished. We're in a lovely place, and if that's all that Holly Black ever writes about these characters and this storyline, that's fine. That's absolutely good. Yeah, but it lets at least your imagination wander on to huh. So now everybody's in this new place. They they do not kill the Alder King. It's not like he turns into a dragon and gets slain or anything. No, no, no. Severin, the, the boy in the coffin, puts his father, the Alder King, into a new glass coffin. Yeah. Which was crafted by who? Grimson. Grimson. That's where I was like, okay, that I know I'm a hundred percent sure. Absolutely. <laughs> big fan of Grimson. This works. is the same universe as Folk of Air. And actually then having, you know, read the Folk of Air uh books first and then yeah. coming back to this, I didn't didn't know that. Yeah. Um but now going back in my brain to the Folk of Air stories, the whole story of Grimson, oh yeah, he followed some um uh, what's the word when you're exiled? Some exiled uh, bit of nobility off because he was like he picked the wrong horse and some kind yeah. of a political thing yeah. that happened with within Fairyland um, off for a while and now he's come back. Um, in that one, it's like, oh, okay, he's 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 off on his adventure yeah. right now with yeah. this um, nobility person Brigade. who's obviously this guy who's decided to call himself the Alder King, which is apparently a big overreach. Well, I mean, like uh, this is a thing fairies do, right? They are nobility. And they decide they're like royalty or somehow supreme beings, rulers, and they split off. And people like random court members to the lowliest fuka will follow them. Lowliest fuka, and then they form a society, and then they move on again. Yeah, it's this like is they, what they do. It is what they do clearly. But so I, just, I love that little tie-in. Yeah, Watch. like Grimson. I know Grimson's work. Grimson? <laughs> He's a crafter. You mean Grimson? Grimson Grimson Johannes Johannesburg. (laughs) I think that's his name. I think that's his last name. I think that's his last name. Um, we've got to give this a execution score, and it's got to be a something out of something, something out of something. What would it? Uh, out of this many swamp monsters, um, swamp pack, um, five out of five glass coffins. 5 out of 5. What do you think? 5 out of 5? I don't want to I don't want to tip my cards, but ah, I've got it. Manda. Sandra. Manda. Can I call you Sandra? Call me Ishmael. Ishmael? <laughs> no, call me Sandra. Sandra. We have to put very an execution. <laughs> we have to put an execution score on this thing. Yeah, we do. So I'm going to ask you first. <laughs> really, it's a silly question. <laughs> How many out of 5 bullshit fake magic fortune walnuts? <laughs> Um, would you give this story? out of five out of five out of five out of five uh what was it Bullshit. Force- fake, fake, fake magic bullshit fortune fake walnuts magic fortune walnuts yeah i would give i would give five of, yeah. of those yeah those nuts <laughs> i would do a full five i agree and when i give a book five out of five which is rare um it's because there's nothing i would change agreed and that's really the best way i could put it is i enjoyed it immensely i had a great time i will have a great time talking about this book the other times i reread it i love supporting holly black and there's just nothing i would change about it i agree completely not only would i not change it i mean i really applaud her storytelling in this i think she does a really fantastic job of taking something that's you know a genre fiction often gets short shrift anyway sure Uh, but there are plenty of examples where it's like yeah it's 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 kind of a single layer cake, you know. You're, it might you're getting, be a yummy cake. Yeah, it might be delicious and I will consume many of them. But <laughs> she she takes it to a different level. She makes yeah. it much more interesting, gives it more depth. And I, I so, so love that. I think she's fantastic. She makes... Beautiful worlds and rich characters, and she, she writes in this poetic, magical, folktale voice, but at the same time, it's still funny, and it still feels real, and it still feels relevant. Completely agree yeah and we love you holly black, holly call, black. call us holly black. and come sleep on my sectional couch it's really really excellent people and talk about fairies with amanda and i and um we'll probably get our ears surgically pointed for yeah. you it's it's likely it's like if she if she would come on your show i would do it me too yeah even though i would look like a vulcan as previously discussed you would look like the cutest little vulcan in the forest thank you so would you you're welcome. oh Stop. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for being here, Amanda. Next time, don't stay away so long. Oh, thank you for having me. I like to talk about the stories. (laughs) All right, everybody, for genre junkies. This has been Sandra. This is this has been Amanda. Scott. Hi. All right. (laughs) That's been Scott. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us and please keep reading past your bedtime. (laughs) fun fact. So green onions, right? Scallions. So you you get your dish, you make up your dish, cut off the greens of the scallions. And then you're like, oh, I'll just throw away this little white part with the root on it. And because it doesn't call for it in the recipe, no, no, no. What you do is you take those, like, say, two little roots, you put them into a glass of water and put them, like, on your windowsill where there's some sunlight. They will regrow the green stalks in the glass of water. I, yeah. No, I was like, I'm a freaking gardening savant. I have, I have <laughs> them in, garden my, genius. in my kitchen right now. I'm like, I grow plants in water, huh? which, you know, is obviously We would have, to, we would have to grow it outside because stitches eats everything for sure but but i i will snap a pic when i get home and send it to you guys because oh my gosh you can regrow them because it's just a root now granted it's not gonna they're not gonna be as hardy as the previous greens were they're kind of weak right they don't have any other nutrients giving their way but uh yeah grow. the little white root part of it like the roots oh. kind of grow which is a little bit weird looking but it's fine are delicious uh roots root veggies am i right I